Welcome to the Reluctant Messenger podcast, where we discuss spiritually transformative events, encounters with angels and guides, out-of-body explorations, and much more. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel. You can find links on my website at candacesanderson.com. Welcome back. My name is Candace Sanderson. I'm author of The Reluctant Messenger and The Reluctant Messenger Returns. Today, I am sharing a message from years ago. It was July 2014. Reviewing the past gives us an opportunity for introspection. We see what has changed and what stayed the same. Stay tuned. We're at the end of July. This month has flown by so quickly. It's a busy month in my family, especially for birthdays. And starting with the 4th of July and running through the end of the month, my family is celebrating. Being so busy, instead of coming up with some fresh material to share with you during this month, I thought I would take a deep breath and reflect on the past. Why not dig into my journal, I thought. That's exactly what I did. I started searching for messages that came in July. I figured I might as well keep one thing current. I didn't care what year it was. I just wanted to find a July message. So I found one message dated July 4th, 2014. It was just 10 months after I'd begun to channel. It was so fun to revisit this entry It's not one that I'd used in either of my books, so it was like I was hearing the message for the first time. So let me share. In my journal, I put a title on it, and it was entitled Holidays and Spirit, July 4th, 2014. As this one is driving on July 4th, we come to her with messages of connections associated with time especially on this holiday. We do say that time is only of the earth plane. So why are there often connections to spirits on holidays? All Hallows Eve, Christmas, birthdays, weddings, and anniversaries are often times when spirits will connect with those in the earth plane. If time is only of the earth plane, this one, that's referring to me, is curious as to why spirits connect during these special occasions. Let me stop right here. This message arrived while I was driving. This was the common way for me to connect with them. I'm in the car, turn on the engine, hit record, and they tell me when to start a new paragraph, what punctuation to use. And I like it that they refer to me as this one. Now, that phraseology eventually stopped, but not for a long time. As I read this, I noticed that when they use the word time, they put quotation marks around it. That told me that they did not share the same definition of that word as we do. Those quotations clarified that the word held a very different meaning for them than it did for me. Time, let's think about that. In The Reluctant Messenger, I have an entire chapter called Father Time in which they describe time. That conversation about time 
had just occurred three months before this one. Let me just quickly explain that concept. Most of us think of time as something that is sequential. We think of it as something that's logical. It's a straight line from point A to point B. And we mark it as we see ourselves as like little dots. First, we're at point one, point two, point three, point four. And we eventually get to grandma's house. Pretty straightforward. No, not so. The messenger showed me that time is much more fluid, much more flexible than that. And as much as my brain really wanted it to be a straight, logical, one way and sequential, it really wasn't. The messenger showed me time is more like these repeating sine waves, wavy lines. To mark our point on the trip to grandma's house, it just becomes more complicated and longer when we're in this formation. And on top of that, Let's add an expanded awareness. That dot that travels on these lines, that is called the POE, point of existence. That is where you are, where your focus is, where your attention and your awareness is. As we learn to step beyond the confines of our physical body, whether it's in, through prayer or, or meditation, we start to expand. And as we expand, we realize things shift. So we have this wavy sign line. And as we expand, our awareness encompasses much more of the timeline. So that is why some people like psychics are able to tap into the future. And why some people are able to tap into the, not just the past, but a significant past, like, like past lives. I had already learned about that. They wanted to remind me. They wanted to keep that message fresh on my mind. So I'd love to look back and see how they had to lead me step by step into these new concepts. And once I had the concept down, they didn't stop there. They didn't leave it alone. They would come back and refresh my memory. So that's what this was. But I thought that was good. So let's get back to the message. The next paragraph says, Everything is energy, including thoughts, words, and emotions. When a special time is marked on humans' calendars, then their thoughts go to that event. If it is a birthday from a loved one who has already transitioned, their thoughts return to those times when their loved one was with them. Then they say, this is important, it is the thought of the loved one that sends forth the specific energy frequency. This specific energy frequency, and then in parentheses, they say SEF, SEF, becomes a beacon which calls for the specific energy pattern of that spirit. Now, I literally laughed out loud when I first read this, and I saw the acronym SEF, S-E-F, for Specific Energy Frequency. The messengers love acronyms like the P-O-E, the point of existence, but I had totally forgotten about the S-E-F. But if you think about it, the specific energy frequency is your signature. It is specific to you just like a fingerprint is. And since this time, 
the messengers have told me, they've expanded on this and they've told me that everything has a specific signature. Not only us, but angels, rocks, plants, everything. When we think of our loved ones who have passed during a holiday, maybe it's their birthday, maybe it's your wedding anniversary and your spouse has passed, our thoughts become beacons that are directed to that loved one's specific energy field, to their SEF. I knew we became beacons, but I didn't realize we were actually tapping into their specific energy frequency. Now, many years later, I view the world through that filter of of energy because so many messages such as this one have demonstrated to me and showed me how logical that it is. And each message I was getting led me inch by inch until I fully understood. Well, I still don't fully understand, but until I could at least understand more. So this message continues about the SEF, describing in their words what I just summarized. Everything, humans are no exception, has a specific energy signature or frequency. This energy signature is specific to only that human, parentheses, tree, rock, plant, animal, etc. When that energy signature is called, such as what happens when humans think of the person, then like a magnet, that SEF is attracted to the one who called. This part was important. When large numbers of humans call SEFs, so those specific energy frequencies, such as around the holidays, that's when the large numbers call them, then larger numbers of spirits arrive. When large numbers of spirits arrive, the veil, and then they put in parentheses, they call that the interface between the dimensions, the veil thins and it makes it easier for communication to occur. This makes sense. We all know how powerful it is to meditate or pray or send an intention when you're in a group. That group energy is stronger than singular energy. When thoughts are clustered around a specific time like a holiday or a birthday or an anniversary, that energy increases. So I thought, okay, that makes sense. But what the messengers say here is that when that occurs, the veil, that interface between the dimensions thins. And that's when it happens. That's when the communication is easier. I knew there was more power in groups, but now I was learning why. It's the thinning of the veil between those dimensions. I loved going back and reading this. It really is a refresher course. And it also shows me how carefully the messengers fed me that information very slowly. They even use quotes around words like called and think and veil, clearly indicating these were our words from a three-dimensional perspective and not theirs. I had not yet spent enough time in their energy fields to really understand them at this point in 2014. And now looking back, they must have thought of me like maybe a a pre-kindergarten student. That's the way they were leading me. But you know what? It worked. 
I needed those baby steps to learn. If they had given me too much information at one time, I would have been in overload and I would have said, oh, wait a minute, that's, that's too far, that's too much. But little by little, I accepted what they were telling me because it was logical. And those baby steps helped build the foundation of a lot of what turned out to be verifiable information. And each search engine hit built that foundation of what became my new belief system. After many months, I finally began to trust the information from the messengers. But at this point in my journey, only 10 months in, I was still being the very objective observer. I wasn't judging, just recording. And again, baby steps. So let's continue. The next paragraph. From our perspective, we sometimes see millions of lights headed toward your planet. Each light has a specific signature and it leaves a trail as it travels to its beacon. These individual lights and their trails appear to us as thin, bright filaments. It is indeed a beautiful sight. We chuckle with delight when we see the masses of filaments approaching Earth. We then know that it is a special occasion as marked by human calendars because of the sheer number of spirits being called to Earth. This paragraph is interesting because they are attempting to show me how things look from their perspective. They are describing millions of lights from their dimensions. I love their description saying that the lights move and they leave a trail of thin, bright filaments. I can see it in my mind's eye. Can you? So as they see masses of energy, they know something's up. Time doesn't really exist in their dimension, so they don't have any Google calendars to tell them what holidays are approaching. They wait, and in real time, literally, they see it. Now, I get the impression that the word starts buzzing around, and before you know it, all of our angels and guides are looking down and enjoying these masses of filaments, these celestial lights that shine. And that tells them something's happening. Their description makes it so easy to imagine. And it's messages like these that help me change my beliefs. And it helped me transition to being able to sense energy. I eventually learned to interpret energy patterns my own way. I would use my physical senses as the basis, but from a much more expansive state. It wasn't a large step going from seeing thin, bright masses of filaments to sensing other textures and shapes. Throughout my experiences, I have seen blankets of energy that would float down across the room. I've seen thin bands of energy that look like chiffon scarves that are floating in slow motion. I eventually learned that when those scarves were pale pink and pastel green, that represented energy from the angelic realm. Some angels, the seraphim, for example, presented differently. 
they always had a purple mist around them. Sometimes I would actually see it coming from the palms of my hand. It had color, it had texture, but also temperature. There was a very cool feeling. Archangel Metatron, and I talk about this in my second book, The Reluctant Messenger Returns. He came to me in symbols that piece by piece built a Merkaba, a star tetrahedron. And I talk about that extensively in the book, but when this star tetrahedron developed around me, and it took it a while for this to occur, I had no idea what it was. I was shocked when after the fact I researched it and it confirmed my experiences. So let me, let me continue. This next paragraph is interesting because the entire paragraph is put in parentheses. As of a few years ago, we began to recognize what humans call Earth Day. This indeed is a beautiful sight for all the SEF lights light up the entire Earth, not just one country or a few continents. Why did they put this in parentheses? It's like it's an aside remark. As I was thinking about it, it's like, I just don't know why they did that. I stopped to think. And then I realized that's exactly what I'm doing now. I'm taking a pause. And as I stopped to think about Earth and Earth Day, I realized what an important topic of discussion that has become. It wasn't so much then in 2014, but it is now. The messengers have shared so many words of wisdom about Mother Earth, Gaia, the spirit of Mother Earth. They have told me for years that she's going through a transition and that this transition will bring about significant changes on Earth. They said our lives would change. What I didn't realize at the time was they were referring to the pandemic and how it most definitely has changed our day-to-day living. It has given us an opportunity to pause and to reinvent ourselves. It's given us a chance to look at life and make decisions on what we want to change, if we want to change. So hearing this message talking about this beautiful sight that they witness when we celebrate Earth Day, it gave me a different perspective, hope. So let me continue. There's only two paragraphs left from this July 4th, 2014 message. So today, the day of independence that humans recognize in the USA, we say, celebrate, let your hearts sing and quote, bring on the light as humans collectively, as well as independently, call in their specific energy frequencies. We say it is quite appropriate that many celebrate July 4th and other holidays with fireworks. Fireworks on the earth plane, although on a much smaller scale than what we see in our dimension, calls forth for others to join. It calls forth spirit. Enjoy and celebrate, but be aware that spirit connection has occurred. Use this awareness to honor those who have passed. Share your love for and respect to them, for it is your energy that has called them to your side. 
they celebrate along with you on this special day of remembrance. I thought this was a beautiful way to end the message on several levels. First of all, it was empowering us. They are telling us to take responsibility for calling these in. As we think of our loved ones during the holidays, our SEF, specific energy frequency, goes directly to them. It's a wake-up call for them. And they immediately come to us. This is an invitation for us to celebrate. And I loved how they said, let our hearts sing and bring in the light. Comparing the fireworks to, although it's much smaller basis to what they see was also fascinating. It's like, yeah, I can see that. You know, I, I think about on the 4th of July, quite often they'll have, well, they have fireworks at um, Naples Pier. And when I go out on the beach, it's like four miles away and I can see it. And it's beautiful. It lights up the sky. When the skies light up, it's a beacon. It's an invitation. It begs for others to join in. It calls forth spirit. They end by telling us to understand how we use our energy to connect with those who have passed. When we think of them, we are connecting to their SEF, their specific energy frequencies. We literally call them to our side. The next step is up to us. Can we quiet our minds enough to pay attention? Can we hear the whispers of wisdom from them? And as I read this message, I realize that the magic fell within those foundations of energy. The magic is within those vibrations and frequencies that Nikola Tesla talks about. These are the ingredients to the secrets of the universe, energy, vibrations, and frequencies. I hope you enjoyed my trip down memory lane. Feel free to share, comment, and subscribe. I'm always looking for new subscribers. Remember, my mantra this year is kindness matters. So no matter what, be kind. Being kind will pave the way for better things to come to you and everyone else. So until next time, goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Reluctant Messenger. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, remember, how we use our personal energy is what defines us. Bring in those vibrations of love and gratitude and see how your life will change.